Hey, hey, welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend A.A. Ron. It is 2.27 in the afternoon on this lovely August 2nd, 2022. Shout out to my niece, Destiny. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. I don't know if she'll ever listen to this recording, but just know that your uncle loves you. Ah, one day we'll have an even better, closer relationship. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like a distant uncle, but I do remember as a, when I was younger, I do remember changing both my niece and nephew's diapers. I do remember that. Um, so I can always say that whenever I see them. Shout out to her. She is, what did my brother say she is? Is she 19? Is she 19? I think she's 19. Anyway, um, had a wink yesterday. Last night, I had these two young ladies in my car. It was interesting. Uh, this little girl walked out first. She's like, little girl looked like she was probably around. I'll give her, I'll say 10. Like a 10-year-old girl walks out with a baby carrier in her hand. And I was like, oh. what is going on here? This little 10-year-old girl carrying a baby carrier in her hand, right? You know what I'm thinking? I'm like, I, I rolled down my window. I was like, uh, is your parent coming with you? You have an adult? And she was like, yeah, she'll be right out. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, this little girl walking out with a baby? I'm trying to get a Uber at it was probably eleven o'clock midnight. I don't know what it was late. One o'clock. I don't know what time it was. It was late, 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 late. It was dark and late, and I'm like, why is this little ten year old girl walking out <laughs> with a baby? You see all kind of stuff doing this Uber stuff, right? And so that's not the main part of my story of the wink. So. She puts the car carrier in wrong, and she had it facing forward. I was like, hey, young lady, actually, that needs to be turned around. It needs to be facing backward, rear-facing. Uh, I don't I don't uh, help with uh, baby car seats, any of that kind of stuff, because I don't want for liability reasons. It really is not supposed to help with that, unless it's like an extreme case where somebody's like you know, handicapped or something. I don't know. Yeah, I usually try not to mess with that stuff, right? Installing that. So anyway, she puts the car seat in the back. And then these two young, like, teen mom-looking girls walk out. They had to be no more than age 20. Like, they both looked... Shoot, they looked 16. Really? So these two young black girls walk out. And uh, anyway, I take them to their destination. One of them wanted to stop at Quick Trip real quick, so stop at Quick Trip. And then they started talking about as I pull into their the apartments that they I was dropping them off at. The one girl says, and I apologize if this story is not is not as exciting as you thought it was going to be. I really hyped it up. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> It would be cool to me later on when I listen to this. So 
she's like, she starts to say, uh, what did she say? Uh, she's like, I like these apartments. They're big. You can play hide and seek in them or whatever. There's hide and go seek. And so I don't think much of it, you know, I don't really even think much of what she said, right? Them talking about hide and go seek, I dropped them off. And then this morning, this morning I read on the Bible app, right? And the scripture was, look what the scripture was. It was Psalm 119, verse 114, where it says, You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. And the woman, this beautiful woman that was doing the word today, man, she's gorgeous. She said, she used the phrase in some translations, it says, hiding place. You are my hiding place when you are afraid. He is, God is your hiding place. And I was like, whoa, God, you are hilarious. You are amazing. You mean to tell me? Lately, I've been having a lot of deja vu and a lot of like in the last year or two, especially this past year, especially after my father passing. Like there's these little clues or these nuggets of truth that God gives me like 30 minutes sometimes to an hour, sometimes a day before. Yeah. And then the next day it will happen or something related to something that happened. And it usually is tied to his word or. Yeah, it's really cool. Even y'all, some of y'all might have been listening like a couple recordings ago. I was talking about the Sabbath and just like asking, praying that the Lord would reveal, you know, a better understanding for me related to the Sabbath. It being more than just a day, but just how Jesus is our Sabbath. That's what my dad used to always tell me. Like, give me God, give me clarity on this whole concept of Sabbath rest, because some people get really religious and argue all day over the day and you're supposed to take a whole day off and if you don't you're going to be cursed i personally believe you have the sabbath more as like a, a state of being like it's constantly entering anytime you spend time with jesus like right now this moment of um spending time in his word doing true the bible uh or when i'm in my car and i turn on I love, i've been listening to a lot of worship mob lately Look up Worship Mob, M-O-B, and I'm probably, yeah, Mer- Worship Mob on YouTube. They have really good stuff. I play, I've been playing them a lot. And just entering into his rest, like, you might be, have so much going on in your mind. You might have friends who are sharing some very sad news about suicidal thoughts. And I got friends going through, I got some close friends going through some stuff, right? Just bad stuff, hard things. You got, you know, me being away from my kids is hard. Me being single and wanting to have relations every night and wanting somebody to cuddle up with is not easy, right? All these emotions are going on. Being in that car and not wanting to be in that car anymore and fantasizing about what my next move is going to be to be able to support myself and my kids financially, right? All these things are going through my mind, right? And I can go to, and like times I get afraid or I deal with anxiety when I pull up on people's cars. And sometimes I have this fight or flight response like, I really just want to drive away right now. This person's sketchy. This person might rob me. 
all these thoughts go through my head, right? And I can go to Jesus. He is my hiding place. He is my refuge. He is my, I, sometimes I like, y'all might think I'm crazy, but I look to my right passenger side and I say, Lord, I know you're with me right now. I know you're riding with me in this car. Thank you for being with me right now in this car. Thank you, Jesus. He is my refuge. Anyway, Sabbath rest. I promise I'm about to get to the word. So where was it? I'm going to read this little thing real quick. I took a screenshot. Let me go to my screenshots. This The Bible app, that was one of the devotionals, talked about it. <sighs> Sabbath rest, Sabbath rest. Where is it going? Rest. Oh, he was talking about it was the whole, the, the, the title of the devotion on the reading plan was Your Work Matters. And it's by written, it's a five day reading plan by Hal White. And the, the heading was What's in a Career? And he used the whole word career and he did a whole acronym. And one of the words he used was rest in the acronym for R. He said, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Exodus 20, verse 8 and 9. Work loses its luster when it becomes a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week focus. A weekly 24-hour fast from your phone and computer will help you stay passionate about work. When you unplug plug when you unplug from work, it's a sign that you trust the Lord to take care of business in his timing. Passionate work is a product product that comes from being with Christ daily and weekly in Sabbath rest. I hope you are encouraged to view your corner of the world as a place to make Jesus famous. People are everywhere and people everywhere need Jesus. God has designated you as a minister at your place of employment. Shine for him. After all, you are the light of the world. Chapter Matthew chapter 5, 14. Now that's crazy too because our pastor on Sunday, I just caught that, he preached about us being the light of the world. And yeah, the day, it's just crazy. I had literally was just talking about the Sabbath and I was asking God to make it clear and plain for me, this whole concept of Sabbath rest. And this guy couldn't have made it any clearer. He didn't even talk about anything about the day and Saturday versus Sunday. He didn't say anything about that. All he said was the importance of taking an entire day, 24 hours, and taking time to just rest, to just rest, to not do anything. And... It's even Sabbath is even better when you spend that time with the Lord and you can have moments of Sabbath rest all throughout your week, all throughout your day. I personally, yeah, it's also not just a taking a 24 hour day to just do nothing, but it's a day. All, it's like you can have rest all throughout your day. Anyway, even while you're at work. You could be a brain surgeon, you can enter a place of rest in your mind, you know, the world, they call it, you know, meditation and transcendental meditation, all that weird stuff. That stuff is a joke. Unless you, when you meditate, meditate on the goodness of God. Your thoughts are important. Meditate on God's favor. Meditate on all the things that he's done and is currently doing, is going to do in your life. Meditate on just saying, Lord, I'm here. If there's something you want to speak to me, like 
I sometimes am jealous because God doesn't really speak to me like audibly all the time. Like I, I don't feel like I personally hear the audible voice of God really. Um, I get little hunches to do things, right? But I sometimes I'm jealous of people that that say, "Oh, I heard God say this." I almost feel like God doesn't speak to me that way because he knows I would mess it up or I would like start, yeah, it'd go down a weird place. It'd get really weird really fast. But he does things like this primarily in his word where I will literally be talking about something or I hear somebody say something and then it will line up with scripture like that day, later that day or the next day or in a couple weeks. Most of the time when I hear from the Lord, it's like when I'm in a prayer meeting amongst the body of Christ with other Christians or when I'm, you know, something that was spoken at church where it's like the pastor will he'll speak through other people. Yes, it's weird. No, it's not weird. It's not weird. So I'm saying that word weird. He primarily speaks through other people. That's how the Lord speaks to me. And I've learned over the years how to discern that. And the biggest way of discerning it is does it line up with the word of God? Is it a word that actually is in scripture, the things that they're saying? And so, all right, there you go. Hope that helps somebody. We're in Jeremiah chapter 19. Hey, we're in Jeremiah chapter 19, and it's my niece's 19th birthday. I believe it's her 19th birthday. <sighs> Here we go. At least this is a short chapter. The clay jar. That's the heading for this. This is what the Lord says. Go buy a potter's clay jar. Take some of the elders of the people and some of the leading priests. Go out to Ben-Hinnom ben Valley near the entrance of the pot's herd gate. Proclaim there the words I speak to you. Say, Hear the word of the Lord, kings of Judah and residents of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I am going to bring such disaster on this place that everyone who hears about it will shudder. What's the other word here? Or they will tingle. His ears will tingle. Sometimes my <clears throat> face will tingle. <clears throat> it's weird. My face, my ears. Sometimes I feel the presence of the Lord on me. My whole body, especially my face, will tingle. I'm like, God, please just hope this is anything bad. Please don't have me. I don't have a stroke now. Anyway, yes, God, it's weird. Lord, yes, please keep me from having that happen. I do not want that to happen. All right, because they have abandoned me and made this a foreign place, they have burned incense in it to other gods that they, their fathers, and the kings of Judah have never known. They have filled this place with blood of the innocent. Mm. They have built high places to Baal on which to burn their children in the fire as burnt offerings to Baal. Something I have never commanded, commanded or mentioned. I never entertained the thought. Mm. They burn their children. That's why when I talk about this abortion stuff, it's a spirit. It's a spirit that's been going on since the beginning of time. That's what's behind it. And 
people can't see that. And it's ironic, interesting today because today is the day for the whole vote no thing that people keep have signs everywhere on the abortion ban. Anyway, verse six. Therefore, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration when this place will no longer be called Topheth and Ben Hinnom Valley, but Slaughter Valley. I will spoil the plans of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. Nothing like having God spoil your plans. I will make them fall by the sword before their enemies, by the hand of those who intend to take their life. I will provide their corpses as food for the birds of the sky and for the wild animals of the land. I will make this city desolate and object, an object of scorn. Everyone who passes by it will be appalled and scoff because of all its wounds. I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and their daughters, and they will eat each other's flesh in the distressing siege inflicted on them by their enemies who intend to take their life. Then you are to shatter the jar in the presence of the people going with you. Mm. Isn't that what I said the other day? After a clay pot has gone through the kiln and finishes process of hardening or drying, you can't mold it anymore. The only way to to the only way to reform it is to completely break it. And you are to proclaim you are then to shatter the jar in the presence of the people going with you, and you are to proclaim to them, This is what the Lord of Armies says I will shatter these people in this city like one shatters a potter's jar that can never again be mended. Except that's that one stuff called the katsuri. There's this Japanese pottery where they they put the broken pieces together and then they put this whatever gold red stuff in between glue, whatever it is. And it's that actually is what makes the pottery beautiful. The the scars or the areas where you see where the brokenness happened. Let me see. I'm gonna Google it real fast. Some of y'all already know what I'm talking about. Google. Japanese pottery. Cracks. Filled with gold. It's called Kintsugi. Kintsugi. Or Kintsukuroi. Is the Japanese art of repairing... <clears throat> <clears throat> broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer dusted or mixed with powdered gold silver or platinum the method is similar to the maki technique maki technique i'm probably butchering all these words kintsugi or kintsukoroi there you go They will bury the dead in Topheth because there is no other place for burials. That is what I will do to this place. This is the declaration of the Lord and to its residents, making this city like Topheth. The houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah will become impure like that place of Topheth. All the houses on which on whose rooftops they have burned incense to all the stars in the sky and poured out drink offerings to other gods. 
Jeremiah returned from Topheth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy, stood in the courtyard of the Lord's temple, and proclaimed to all the people, This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says, I am about to bring on this city and all of its cities every disaster that I spoke against it, for they have become obstinate, not obeying my words. Mm. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and get going. The jar became another object lesson of God's determination to break Judah. The pot's herd gate was so named because it was the passage through which potters took their pot's herd, broken pieces of pottery to be discarded. The valley mentioned was where the Judeans had previously sacrificed their children to idols. So if, so if, Ever there was an unholy place, this was it. As a result of Judah's disgusting practices, God said Ben Hinnom Valley would be called Slaughter Valley because the dead bodies of Judah's slain people would pile up and become food for wild animals. This chilling prophecy warns that the people would resort to cannibalism as the siege by the Babylonians cut off Jerusalem's food supply. Man. And that's it. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your divine revelation that speaks to us. Thank you, you go before us. Thank you for your manifold wisdom that is just constantly unfolding before each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, God. We pray, Lord, that we are just like these clay pots, all deserving to be shattered, God to be destroyed but you God even for those of us that have gone through some rough times through our whether it's our disobedience the world the flesh the devil whatever you want to blame it on God some of us have gone through some really tough times Lord and feel shattered and broken but Lord you What's that song, that pieces song? Yeah, what is it? Pieces. You picked up all my pieces, put me back together. You are the defender of my pieces. Francesca Battistelli and Stephanie Gritzinger. Here he goes. Here we go. When I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love. You picked up all my pieces. You put me back together. You are the defender of my heart. I'll say it again. When I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love. He picked up all my pieces. You put me back together. You are the defender of my heart. 
Yes, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You pick up all of our pieces and like these clay pots, these Japanese kintsugi pots, Lord. When you put us back together, Lord, you make us better than we were before. And you, our scars, Lord, our broken places, our gold glitter to be shown off. It's the best part of the art. It's what makes it beautiful. We don't want to just go out here and just create scars on purpose, God. But when we do, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that that our scars bright shine bright. There are places of brokenness where we can empathize with other people who are going through tough times, who are experiencing some of the most difficult hardships in life, God. We have more patience with people, Lord, that we wouldn't have had if we hadn't been broken and humbled by you, Lord or humbled by life and life circumstances. So we just thank you, Lord, for the tough times. We just thank you, Lord, for the tough times. We thank you, Lord, for the good times. We just thank you for all of it, God, for you work all things together for our good. Just like that pastor last night, I, I encourage y'all real quick. There's a guy, for those of y'all who've dealt with divorce and who are single, or just he had a single in general and looking for a spouse, it's called, let's see here, darn it, Tori Roberts, Five Keys to Identifying Your Soulmate. So now, a lot of people have a lot of different views on soulmates and whether or not they're biblical or not. That's not the point. <laughs> It's not the like sometimes we can overanalyze things so much and get in some like some serious debates over what is like biblical and what's extra biblical or what's heresy. Like people can get in some deep commerce like stuff and lose miss the point. Like at the end of the day, I encourage you to have a childlike attitude and just be like, all right, God. If there's something out of this you want me to get, how many to, my dad used to say all the time, chew the meat, spit off the bones. There's probably some bones in what he says, right? But there's a lot of good meat in there. Go look it up. It's got Torre uh, Roberts. Is that the name? Five keys to identifying your soulmate. I don't know why I'm saying all this. Oh, I related to him. I was going to say because the guy was vulnerable. He shared his experiences. I'm sure there's a whole other level of like honesty that he could have gone, but he couldn't say too much because he's a pastor and he's like he already was saying that some of the things that he was saying he gonna get judged for. Um, because he after his divorce he dated like four different women, and uh, then he got into a period of time where he just said, you know what, Lord, I'm just gonna spend time with you. I'm gonna focus on you. I'm just gonna date you, God. I'm gonna date myself and date you. And not even look for a wife. And then eventually he ran he ran into his wife, his his current wife. And um Oh, his him just being vulnerable and talking about the fact that he had been divorced before and he had been married seventeen years. I'm like, why? There's other people like, like when I hear other people share that those stories and talk of and be vulnerable and allow themselves to, you know, to not act like they got it all together, that they don't have any cracks, you know. The more you share, like, there, I don't know, some people say this, they talk about oversharing. Um, I 
I think the only time you can overshare is when you're talking to somebody who isn't able to handle it all, whether it's they're going to go and gossip or they're going to they've dealt with a lot of trauma themselves. And then you oversharing your story like it's it sometimes triggers them and they're not ready to handle the triggers. Right. They don't have the tools to be able to, like, deal with it. Or to, you know, anyway, it causes them like to go down to a deep, anxious rabbit hole and fearful and all that. And they just don't have the tools to come out of it. So or just sometimes, yeah, some people aren't. I don't like to use the word worthy, but they're not ready to receive what you have to say. So it's very important. I'm learning. I learned this like to be led by the Holy Spirit when we're sharing our stories with people. Um, sometimes it can be a little too heavy for people and you want to be sensitive to that. So, but I am the king of like vulnerability. I think vulnerability is huge in getting healing, like being just transparent and vulnerable as possible with people. It's how you, yeah, it's how you both heal It's being vulnerable. Like, I honestly believe if my former wife and I were a lot more vulnerable and like my brother always says, communication is lubrication. If we had been more vulnerable and really said the things that were on our hearts and things that were hurting us even more, even without counseling, just like in the just just being super honest with like what was going on in our minds and our hearts and our spirits and our souls and then, yeah, and spent more time in prayer with one another and more time in God's word with one another, I still be married. So hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say, or fifty fifty according to Cam Newton, the quarterback. Anyway, those that know that joke, they'll know. Like my big brother, he'll know what I'm talking about. All right, y'all. I could ramble on for days. I need to get going. You gonna make this money. I need to go get something to eat. So I'm going to eat some oatmeal first. I always eat oatmeal first thing before I leave the house because it helps settle my stomach. Dun, 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 dun. This kombucha, real quick. I'm just rambling now. That kombucha, I've been drinking kombucha, two things, like at least two jar glasses of kombucha every day. I get the Serenity brand, and I get usually, I like pineapple gold is my favorite flavor. Pineapple and um, the guava one, and then also the strawberry serenity. That's also good too. Anyway, those three, those are my top three flavors. Um, don't get any kombucha that has sparkling water. Sparkling water is gross to me, at least to me. Gross. Anyway, uh, I tried speaking from experience. But um, what I was going to say is for those of y'all that might be dealing with like, indigestion or like bloating or cramping or like pain like how I had this pain in my right side and I thought it might be like my gall my not my gallbladder but my um appendix I don't know or my kidney I don't know something was going on with liver some over there in my right side was I was having pain over there to the point where sometimes it's like a piercing pain and I've been praying like God heal this pain in me this does not feel good and it was very uncomfortable when I was driving. But ever since I've been drinking this kombucha, thank you, Dad. He left a jar in, in the 
in the um fridge before he passed he used to always be he was drinking a lot lately i think that's one of the things his doctor recommended to him or something my day my dad used to google health stuff he was trying to be very healthy before he passed the only thing he struggled with is being more active if he had been more active i think he still would be here that's a whole nother discussion um like at least going to walk and doing like a few push-ups every day and the sedentary, like being sedentary is not good. It is not good at all. You got to be active. So um, here goes the health tip of Chew the Bible today. All right. Chew on this. Uh, yes. Kombucha. 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 It's kind of expensive. It's like $3 a jar. The cheapest place I found it, Walmart Marketplace has it for pretty cheap. And who else sells it? Um Target is kind of expensive, but they're cheaper than Price Chopper is the most expensive. Price Chopper would be trying to charge like $4 for a, a jar. Like, dang, y'all expensive. But Walmart, definitely Marketplace, has it the cheapest. Even the gas station has the gas station has it the cheapest. Um, Quick Trip, they have it for, you can get two jars for $6.00. Only thing about Quick Trip though is they only have watermelon flavor, and the um, ginger gingerade it's called gingerade or something like that. And I'm like, uh, I, I've I'm not I don't really like the watermelon flavor that much, but I've come to like I can drink it. It's like bearable. It's okay. Like it's when I'm drinking on my eyes, so it's ho hum. I just know it's it's you know one of those things is good for you. You know when when you're drinking it, it's good for you. So like you overlook the flavor. Between the two flavors, though, the gingerade and the um, watermelon, the day Quick Trip gets it in other flavors, oh, my Lord, please, can y'all please at least get, like, strawberry or pineapple? If they get pineapple gold in there, two for $6, I'm going to, like, clean them out every time I see them. I'm going to go to all the Quick Trips, and I'm just going to get, like, a lifetime supply of, of uh, kombucha. I need to figure out how to make it because I used to have this... We used to have this couple in my church, and the people in my church used to make fun of this particular young lady because she used to make her own kombucha. That was my first introduction. I can't remember her name. Well, I can't remember his uh, Kyle's wife's name. Anyway, she was ahead of the game. She was on the kombucha kick, kombucha kick years ago before it was popular now. Now it's like everywhere, sold in stores. She should have came up with her own brand. Anyway, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it has to be pasteurized. I just I don't know how it's fermented tea though, and it's so good. You find it next to the tea sections, like in Quick Trip. Go to where the tea is, and you'll find it. There you go. You'll thank me later. Kombucha will change your life. I promise you. Did I ever finish that prayer? Just thank you, Jesus, for this word. Thank you. Watch over me and keep me as I go out. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Ahala. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, 
Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen.